URB. Hello and welcome back to the SU Officer Elections. This is University Radio Bath and now we are joined with Tanisha who's running for Education Officer. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. Thank you so much for having me. How are you guys doing? We're good. Oh, we're good. Thank you for asking. That's <laughs> very nice. a busy, busy day with so much going on. Oh, yeah, honestly. Not as busy as yours, probably. Yeah, but, you know. so, yeah to be fair, we don't want to moan. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're all right. Um, so, speaking of your campaign and being madly busy, how's, how's the campaign going? Is it going okay? It's going well. It's going well. Like, you know, it's just the usual. It's not the first time I'm doing it, I think. So, nice. I have a tiny bit of edge over it, like, you know, to see how stuff goes. Yeah, yeah. And I've been involved pretty much involved with the SEO since my first year mm. so I kind of have a hang on how things go how you expect it to do things so just seeing it at its own pace I think oh cool okay so can you just tell everyone a little bit about yourself and why you're running for education officer yeah sure so um, I'm Tanisha I'm doing final year politics and international relations some of you might remember me from last year's uh, elections when I was starting for the same post and here I am back again (laughs) (laughs) it's been a while but I'm back (laughs) back for more (laughs) back for more indeed Um, a little about my manifesto so my main two main priorities this year is putting everyone's mental health before everything and above everything because according to me only a healthy mind can yield like healthy results and my second main thing is to strike a balance between academics and extracurricular activities which I strive to do by you know kind of introducing a reading week in SEM2 as well because many of us don't get it and come on after all university is not just about academics you need to do so much more like run for SEO elections <laughs> apply for jobs you know some of us have part-time jobs so it's a lot it's like a package and parcel of everything so just striking a balance is going to be my main uh, motto actually brilliant so yeah looking at your manifesto on the SU website um, it's sort of split into four different categories so we're just going to go through them just uh, get a bit more clearance on it so you say regular uh, you want regular peer mentor and personal tutor meetings I was just wondering if you could tell us more about that and why you think that's a good idea Honestly, I feel that peer mentor and personal tutors play a huge, huge role in your university life, which is undermined by many. And a lot of us are so oblivious to the fact that we don't know who our peer mentor and personal tutor is. It happened with me. It's happened with so many of us. I feel, I mean, you're laughing. I feel like you're <laughs> in the same situation. <laughs> but we don't admit it publicly, do we? Because we want to sound all responsible. <laughs> but anyhow, they play such an important role, not just in academics, but like, you know, in your personal life as well, helping you settle in, helping you get adjusted to the university life and you know just going through it and taking it at your own pace and most importantly for proofreading of essays because for many of us because one third of our community is international which we cannot be ignored Mm. at any cost they do not know how the system is how the plagiarism works how citations work because I come from that background and had I known who my personal tutor and peer mentors were I would have like kind of done better I feel personally yeah so um Obviously, a lot of um, students are already complaining about time management. Do you reckon having these regular meetings may impact them? Um, Do you reckon this is going to benefit all students or potentially have detrimental effects? I think it's going to somewhere benefit all students because a little more mentoring from people who are experienced and who've been through the same situation as you are in right now does no harm. Like, they just, like, kind of know how to guide you and how to get through because they've been there and done that already. Um, and obviously there's a lot of um, different degrees, lots of different courses, lots of different departments. Just wondering how you plan to implement that across all of them. 
So I think it's like mainly getting in touch with academic reps at first and personal tutors and academic uh, like peer mentors who are already there. Like just having a what do you say teams meeting with them for starters and just you know kind of encouraging them to check up on their mentees and mail them because mentees don't do that for starters because you know like they're so into new into university they don't even know that a system like this exists. Yeah. So. Thank you very much. So, um, your second point is that you want to increase uh, in support for disabled students and students who have learning difficulties. So, one of the points you mentioned on there is that you want make want to make lecture recordings available and um, easy easily available on all of them. Um, so, a problem with this uh, that um, we found that um, is that lecturers sometimes don't want to record their lectures because they claim um, that it's a violation of their like intellectual property blah 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 what would you say to that how would you encourage them to actually record it to provide the service that you're promising your manifesto I think the service provided is for like a special category of people and I feel that if we put if we word it and term it in those terms the lecturers will understand because at the end of it not everyone has the same learning capabilities capacities or pace so I think that if you word it in a particular way for them they will understand yeah, that's cool. So your third point is two reading weeks. I want to make be clear: is that two reading weeks per semester no, or no, per no, year? No, 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 no. <laughs> no we, okay. we, we've come here to study. We've come here to study. <laughs> um, so I'm. Uh, so most of the courses do have a reading week for semester one, but for semester two, not all departments grant reading weeks because of whatever reasons. You know, mm. some have a lot on their plate to finish some have a lot of course their own personal reasons and we cannot like really undermine the fact that there are strikes going on and during strikes like literally people are not doing anything they have no clue what they're expected to do because there's no learning happening so i would highly encourage the university to declare a reading week during that time so people can actually like utilize their time they know that it's reading week and like you know they can focus on the academics and also the things that they've been ignoring for a while and procrastinating over yeah so i do engineering we don't get a reading week and um, there's 11 weeks of semester 11 weeks of learning if you introduce your um, reading week is that does that mean an increase in semester time so a 12 week semester or does it mean a decrease in the content we're going to be learning no so i um, it's like your learning week is going to be the same because i can obviously not interfere with term dates so the learning week is going to be the same but you know like maybe a week will have more classes than before i like just fitting it in between and mainly i plan to substitute reading weeks with strike weeks Okay, all right, fair enough. So, and also you say that you want the two reading weeks to increase extracurricular time. Yeah. Um, but we already have Wednesday afternoon off. Do you reckon, do you still think there's room for more? I think there's room for more because Wednesday is just one day and you cannot do much in one day. And by it's not just about extracurricular activities. It's like, you know, like catching up with your academics. It's about, you know, many people want to travel around, explore the country. Yeah, that's cool. So, and your last one is about paying attention to mental health, which obviously I think we all think is important. Uh, one thing you say about it is um, you need to improve the extension process. Do you think that lecturers should prioritise IMCs or give extensions? I think IMCs and extensions are like, according to me personally, they are like two different things. An extension could be just for a day or two. But IMC is like, you know, something more serious, like something that really needs to be looked into. And I feel lectures do understand a lot of times that, you know, like people are going through various issues, be it their personal life, be it their mental health, be it anything. Like, you know, now cost of living, for example. Everyone's, you know, like really 
struggling with their own thing, you know, just finding their own place. I'm pretty sure lecturers understand that. And yeah, I would just like kind of like to make it more accessible. Yeah, nice. So just some more general questions now we've gone through your manifesto. Uh, do you believe that the SU is representative of students and how could you improve that? I think the SU is really representative of students. I mean, that's why we really have this fair and free election process that we do every year. And the great community is a really good example of it. And I'm sorry, what was the second part of your question? Uh, how would, uh, well, it was how would you improve the transparency and representation? I think the process is really transparent mm -hmm. as it is, but I would love to improve, like, you know, the inclusion and make it more, uh, like, you know, out there by just educating people about the opportunities that are available within the SEO and what they can do to get involved with the university. Yeah, nice. And then just final question for you. Um, there are three other candidates running for education officer against you um, and some of their manifestos look really nice. So is there anything that you would take from someone else's manifesto that you that you like? Yeah, for sure, for sure. I would love to, you know, kind of like sit down with them and discuss that the policies that they really wanted to be implemented and I would love to inculcate it in my uh, agenda for the forthcoming year and I would love to sit with the previous education officer as well and see if there was something that she couldn't do and you know include it and take it forward from there. Nice. Right, thank you so much for joining us Tanisha um, we wish you the best of luck thank and we you. hope it's not too tiring for the rest of the week thank you, um, thank you very much um, for everyone listening we are still available we're still about for another hour and 15 all the interviews that you hear will be on Spotify um, voting is now open and it closes on Thursday at 5 o'clock the results will be announced at Friday at 4 again thank you very much for joining us and we wish thank you the best you. of luck